Well, great Saturday morning to you, everyone. Welcome to the Delicious Dose of Wellbeing. I am your hostess, Justina DeMarco. Happy Valentine's Day weekend to everyone. Wow, however you are enjoying or celebrating that, let it be a time of peace, love, and joy. We are celebrating this historical holiday with a little deeper introspection. We have an incredible guest today that will be sharing with us, who I will introduce in a moment. As we know, Valentine's Day is traditionally connected to love, intimacy, happiness, uh, with a significant other, a partner, uh, sometimes a new marriage, a, a new engagement, you know, things of that nature, uh, which is a beautiful union. However, listening to my intuition on this podcast, I have decided to take a different approach in speaking on self-love, how significant it is, and what are today's times saying about this particular subject? As we know, we're in, an, in this era and time where People are forced to go within. Um, they're starting to recognize that their happiness, their peace, all the things that they really need in this lifetime are not on the outside. It's not within another person, another thing, or anything like that. But everything that we need really starts within. And that's what I really want to touch upon today, just kind of lay a foundation, take a different approach to this tradition that we call Valentine's Day that we all observe. And it's that one holiday that really brings out a lot of feelings, emotions for people that could be kind of good, uh, not so good to some, and uh, just a, a little bit of an emotional type holiday. But at any rate, we're going to talk about it today. And we have a magnificent speaker today. I cannot wait to hear uh, what she's going to be sharing with us today. But uh, with that being said, I would like to introduce her, our guest for today. This beloved lady I have had the pleasure of connecting with through mutual friends of the Awakening Starseeds book series, as a lot of you know. Uh, that we both have chapters in, as a matter of fact. And I really resonated with her and began to follow her on social media on her journey. And I really, really, really connected with her and decided, you know, I was asking, you know, who should I really get to do this, this special podcast today? And she came to mind and it couldn't have gone any better, uh, a, a better choice. So I would like to introduce her. She is an elementary school teacher, a holistic therapist, a wonderful book author, which she'll talk about, which is very unique, a mom, and much more. And let me introduce our special guest for today, Miss Michelle Kearney Lopez. Hello, Michelle. Hi, Jacina. I'm really happy to be here. Thank you for having me on your show today. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I am honored and thrilled that you are here with us today. How are you doing? I'm doing great. It's Saturday. Weather's beautiful outside. <laughs> yes, yes, it is here too in Northern California. We've been in the 70s all day or all week rather, and uh, which is kind of unusual for winter, but yet it's been nice and sunny here as well. That's good. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Michelle, for joining us today. We truly appreciate your time and can't wait to hear what you have to share with us today. Yeah, I'm super honored and grateful to be on your show. Thank you so much for thinking of me. 
Okay, you're absolutely welcome. Well, Michelle, why don't we start uh, with you telling us a little bit about yourself? Okay, um, I'm an elementary school teacher. I teach second grade. I'm also a holistic healer. Um, My healing practice, um, I I do quite a few things in my healing practice. Um, It can vary. Um, So I do have a divination practice where I do astral oracle card readings. Um, In my practice, I also do Reiki, crystal healings, sound healing, um, and even uh, yoga and Ayurveda. So it's just um, encompasses a lot of different modalities and things that I've learned along my path. Um, yeah, so, um, I'm also, um, a published author. So, um, I wrote a children's book called Animal Magic, A Yoga Tale of Love and Unity. And, um, that book teaches kids, um, yoga poses as well as social emotional lessons that come from the animals as teachers, animal teachers. So, um, I'm also an elementary school teacher. So I use these holistic practices, the, the yoga and the mindfulness in the classroom with the children, with the students. So, um, this, the kids are really in great need right now of, you know, a lot of emotional support, especially after the, the years of distance learning that we've had, um, mm-hmm. since the pandemic. And, um, it was even a problem before a crisis in our schools before, but it seems to even have increased more. So um, I kind of got this sort of intuition probably about like five years ago, maybe even a little more than that, to start focusing my energies on this topic. So, um, and then, then, like you mentioned, I'm also a published author in the um, Awakening Starseeds um, volumes one and two, and also the uh, Pillars of Light book by Rada Publishing. So anyway, yeah, that's me. (laughs) Wow. Well, thank you so much. That is incredible. And the tools that you use, uh, the spirituality, everything that we have that you discussed are things that we really need to today in uh, the whole world. And I think the world is ready more than ever for these gifts that we have and these divining tools that we have uh, that you specialize in definitely to help us gain clarity and uh, with the with the children at school, that is just amazing. I know that we talked a little, touched on that a little bit before, mm-hmm. but how is the yoga? Uh, how are the, the the children receiving it, and and really kind of taking that non traditional approach in the regular school systems? Yes. How is that working for you? Yeah. Well, you know, when I first started on this journey, I was a bit of a Pollyanna, very optimistic. I you know, I'm a Sagittarius. So I, 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 and I have, you know, Mercury and my son, you know, son in, uh, in Sagittarius. So I tend to be a little optimistic um, and just jumping in there thinking that, oh, this is, this is positive. This is great. Everyone's going to naturally resonate with it. Mm-hmm. And I've learned along the path that I have to really sort of reel it in a bit because people have to catch up to you know, this, it's a little bit progressive for some people and people have to catch up to the concepts. Um, So I've tried to take a more, um, you know, um, streamlined approach, kind of keeping it focused more on the science and the, um, the more grounded aspects of yoga. And, 
you know, the kids are naturals when it comes to this. They absolutely love yoga. So, you know, mm-hmm. I, I do the practices in the classroom with the students, but I also have an after-school yoga club um, as well as um, a couple other teachers at my school. One other teacher currently is doing it. And those classes fill up very quickly. There's always a waiting list. Um, but that does not mean that I have not encountered challenges um, with maybe an individual, um, you know, family here and there that it might not quite resonate with them. So I expected that when I started on this journey, just because I know how, I just know, you know, that we, we all come from different backgrounds. And so even though I expected it, it doesn't mean it hasn't been a challenge for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, what I have found is just the ones that really are on board who are ready to make this shift, this level up um, towards these practices, you know, they've really been in alignment and been on board with it. And anybody who's not in alignment, well, they just move on, you know, <laughs> and it's okay. <laughs> and I'm okay with that, you know, cause I know that um, it's a little progressive for some and, you know, we have to just expect that, you know, and, and move on and move forward. So. Right. Right. And you're exactly right about that. You know, just keep moving forward and whoever it's not for, then that's okay. You know, we can just bless them and, yeah. and keep moving to whom it resonates with. I think that is beautiful. Yeah. And to the credit of the school system and my fellow teachers, um, teachers have been really on board with, with the whole movement of, you know, kindness and compassion and self-love and bringing more of that into the classroom. So, it's not just me doing it, but you see this whole movement or wave of, of teachers in education who are naturally gravitating towards this, who are naturally mm-hmm. doing practices in their classroom. Um, and it's, it's been a gradual shift little by little, but it's definitely in our schools now. And um, it's just sort of what I, the challenges have been with managing, um, you know, the goals of the academics and balancing it out with the social emotional needs. That's really where the challenge lies. Yes. Okay. Wonderful. And that's great that the teachers are on board. I think that uh, when you see results in the children and parents are seeing results, even if there's sort of stringent guidelines uh, within the school district, they still give you a little bit of leadway if they see that results are being uh, you know, founded upon. Yes. We, you know, I'm on the health and wellness committee for my school district. And we also, I was also had an opportunity to teach a class on these concepts, um, at, at the district level. And, um, yeah, that was awesome. And, and it was a really satisfying experience for me. It's something I always wanted to do, but then, you know, COVID hit and Mm -hmm. (laughs) those little things that we were making progress on, they created a lot of changes and shifts and directions. So it kind of got put on the back burner and that's okay. Um, that was just, I thought that was really great. The, the people who attended the workshop um, really seemed to enjoy it and get a lot out of it. And I certainly enjoyed teaching it. So, so they are, they're coming on board. I spent a good year speaking to the school district about what I wanted to do in the class. Uh-huh. Um, so it took, it did take some time, but um, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. A little step back, but definitely you're headed in the right direction. And those plans will continue. We will move forward. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yes, yes. So uh, how does your career 
path, uh, your labor of love, which is teaching, of course, mm-hmm. how does that play into how you feel about yourself and what does that teach you about yourself? We know that it's a labor of love and I'm sure it's therapeutic for you on your healing, your spiritual journey, but working with the children, mm-hmm. how does that help you learn a look, be more, a little more insightful about yourself? How has that played into your life? Yeah. Um, wow. It's been, um, you know, I've spent 26 years in the classroom now and without a doubt, it has helped me, um, understand my own inner child, my own inner child needs. Yes. And, um, in, in hindsight and reflection, when I look back on my own education and my own childhood and, and the, what I was struggling with, um, I can certainly, you know, say that it has helped me probably bring some resolution and remedy to those experiences because they weren't mm-hmm. all positive. I mean, everybody can find some aspect of childhood that, that gave them a little trauma or that was less than positive. Right. So it's not about, it's not about victimization or, you know, woe is me, poor me. We've all experienced these things. It's just, we don't talk about them. And so I, I like to think that on an individual basis, on a day-to-day basis, what I'm doing in the classroom is um, bringing light to my students and helping Mm -hmm. to uplift and elevate them, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, which was very different from my experience. And sometimes it does come with tough love, you know, sometimes it does come with the, the um, lessons of responsibility and, Mm -hmm. but those are, those are lessons we're all learning. Right. And it's just just part of life. And so it definitely has helped me with my own inner child healing um, and, and doing things a little differently than what I experienced. So whatever's being mirrored to us is a teacher and we can choose to let it make us bitter or make us better. Better. Right. So I like to think that it's, it's helped me bring um, something different to the table um, that is, that is helping my students something different than what I got. (laughs) Right. And I think it's a win-win. You know, I see that a lot with people of service, uh, especially spiritualists. We go into typically a career or a path where we can help others overcome what we've experienced ourselves. And yes. it's, it's like a win-win. We gravitate and we attract those people when we overcome and heal it's part of our journey to help others because we understand what they're dealing with on an experimental mm-hmm. level. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. absolutely. So mm-hmm. how did this inspire you to write your beautiful children's book Th- that to yeah. tie into all of this wonderful teaching and, and being a teacher, how did the book come into play for you? Yeah, the, the book. Okay. Well, you know, um, you know, I, I naturally, well, it kind of relates to my spiritual journey and, and on my spiritual journey, I really developed this love of, you know, nature and, you know, connecting with the earth. And I found it to be so healing on my journey. You know, part of that was the, the process of pilgrimage, yes. um, you know, and so, uh, I look to nature as being one of my teachers. And so as I went deeper into the concept of the natural world and how, you know, God, goddess is very God, you know, earth is the goddess, right? It's very much yes. the source God, of, yeah. of who mm-hmm. we are. Right. 
And right. so the deeper I went into it, the more I started to observe the animals as teachers, mm-hmm. which is, uh, you know, you know, shamanic work and, and how yeah. they have taught me about myself, you know, through the animal archetypes and, and their, their teachings. And uh, I thought, wow, children just so naturally resonate with animals. Yes, they do. (laughs) So I started when I would do a social emotional lesson in the classroom. I usually do something every morning. I started bringing in, like, let's say I wanted to teach a concept like courage. Um, I would bring in an animal teacher and I would say, let's look at the lion and how the lion teaches us about, you know, courage. Oh, wow. And that kind of thing. And I I just naturally started to do that. Mm hmm. Okay. Yeah. And then so, I thought, you know, okay, I'm going to write a, I'm going to write a book about this. And I don't really know exactly how I'm going to put it all together, but I want to relate the concepts of yoga and um, teachings um, and integration of um, our, our personal lessons. Like what, what do we need to, um, what are the lessons that we can use to individuate to and and self-correct? So each yes. person on this planet has something that they are individuating. Um, it relates to purpose, but it's mm-hmm. also their soul lessons. What do, what needs to be corrected or refined or made clear in understanding, right? Right. So, you know, for uh, I have one child, uh, one of the children in the story is um, Chloe. Uh-huh. And Chloe's animal teacher is the hummingbird, and she does the, the yoga pose called the hummingbird pose. But as she's okay. doing this pose, she's integrating the concept of joy. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and then I have another one, Amari, and Amari has the lion as his teacher, and he's integrating the concept of courage. And so he's overcoming his shyness by mm-hmm. the animal magic of the lion, and then he learns about courage. And then the, the what this is all leading to and this is true for not just the kids in the story but um us as individuals on this planet is that in order to come into unity and wholeness we we have to come into we have to move through the process of individuation which is a very carl jung kind of thing um yes. so it's like we 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 fractalize and then we go back into the whole so uh-huh. this is a very more um higher inspiration for the book the book itself yes. is very kid friendly and it's it's a rhyme and and that kind of thing but from my perspective holistically um it it's really about the process of individuation self-correction mm-hmm. so that we can move into wholeness as a world because people talk about unity they talk about uh working together cooperation and creating a world that ha- is peace but mm-hmm. we can't get there until we have gone through our own individual healing. That's the truth. Yeah. Because otherwise it's just projection of our shadow out into the world saying this needs to change. Right. Right. So it's magnifying whatever our shadow is. Absolutely. So this is about teaching response, personal responsibility too. Uh Uh-huh. You know, getting a hold of your own issues or problems. Mm -hmm. You can, um, so we can be moving to that unity consciousness peace which is really higher dimensional concept um, yes but we are striving for it so well yeah. that is beautiful that book definitely I, it's on a kids level 
and it's also more mature on a spiritual level. So it serves various purposes, a lot of in-depth learnings in that book. Yes. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I just sort of like started, you know, busting a rhyme. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, and I thought, you know what, I'm just going to start rhyming and didn't know what was going to come out. And so I, I already had this vision of the kids doing the yoga poses and the integration piece, but uh-huh. how was I going to put it all together? So I just started rhyming and um, oh. that's what I came up with. <laughs> Wow. Well, that, that's incredible. And we appreciate you sharing that. Yeah. So, well, today, as you know, we're talking about love, yes. which is, of course, the highest vibration and just beautiful, the, the highest frequency that we can operate in. And we could take all of next week, you know, on this subject. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. But as far as today, Michelle, uh, when you hear the word love, what initially comes to mind for you, uh, if it's a feeling, thought, or a meaning? Yeah, love. Well, you know, it. it well, it's it's all of them. Okay. Yes. But you know, more probably on the feeling level. But it's really love is indescribable. It's the ineffable, and it is without definition. We really mm-hmm. cannot define truly love. It's something that must be experienced. Um, on, on a higher level. And so having said that, that doesn't mean I've attained that. So when I, I'm here as a, as a learner on the journey, but um, what I, what I've learned about love and, you know, self-love is first of all, you have to start to know yourself. Okay. And so, um, you know, know thyself. And, and so that's been really one of the big lessons of my own personal journey and healing is, is knowing myself. So, I've used um, some tools to to help me know myself. And one of them is the um, human design gene keys. And yeah. in my human design, I am what we all have an incarnation cross. My incarnation cross is the cross of the vessel of love, strangely enough. So um, mm-hmm. those are people who are generally born on the winter solstice. Um, people born around that time will will have that um and so there are some genetic keys in there um, that have to do with the concept of universal love. It's not so much individual love, although individual love is part of our human expression. It, it's really more about what you bring to the collective. Yes. And, it, and embodiment. It's really about embodiment because when we incarnate on the, on the planet and we embody these, these codes, these genetic codes and frequencies, um, we don't have to really do anything. We just really existing on the planet. Right. State is enough to lift up the vibration. Right. That being said, we, and this includes myself, I'm in the striving. So I'm not saying I've attained this, but when these genetic keys, when we work through our shadow aspects, um, the lower aspects of these genetic keys, we are able to get activated in the higher aspect, which what's just called the cities. Are you, you're probably familiar with this, right? The human yeah. system. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. Yeah. So um, for example, you know, one of my, um, one of my uh, cities is fluorescence, but the, mm-hmm. the uh, but the shadow of fluorescence is dullness. Dullness. Right? Exactly. So yes. It's working past the dullness. Right. And, um, and then like another one would be, um, I'm trying to think right now, um, kind of drawing a blank, 
mm-hmm. the contrast. Oh, oh, constriction, constriction. So from constriction, mm-hmm. we move into a state of acceptance, into universal love. So right. we're talking about with unity consciousness is universal love. So it's very much about getting activated in these genetic keys that we're all encoded with and, you know, moving to that embodiment. And so I'm in that process of transition, but I'm working through in this lifetime, admittedly, I am working through a lot of shadow. Um, yes. we, we can't get there without working through the shadow. Exactly. Which means, which means we're going to experience those dark nights of the soul. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah. Um, so to answer your question, you went into your, the question was, what is love? It really is not um, easily defined, but we have moments in life where we are striving for it and we feel it. Right. 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 And, and so we, and, and so love can take the form of a, a mother's love for a child. It can take the form of romantic love. It can take the right. form of um, sort of this universal love, love for the collective, love for the world, love for the earth. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, and some of those expressions of love don't even, they're not even manifested um, where it, as, well, it's a collective service. It's not necessarily manifested as individual service, but it's right. also individual service. It's, helping somebody when they need help or help, mm-hmm. you know, it's doing an act of kindness, a random act of kindness. Right. Or right. it's just, you know, we also, you know, have thoughts of others that are positive. That person may never know what you thought about them, but right. it's in the ethers, right? <laughs> it goes out. Yes. It, it's it out there. Out. <laughs> so love is, is all that is really. That's how I see it. That's beautiful. I, no, I love that that explanation because it it's so ever encompassing. It's it's undefinable. Uh, like you said, you can't put it into a, a box or or anything. It's a noun. It's a verb. It's an adjective. Yes. It's everything. Yes, I love that. <laughs> Depending on the perspective and context that we're expressing it in. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. So, Michelle, uh, you shared that your initial spiritual awakening happened around maybe 2003 or something. Yeah, more like 2004 or 5. 2004 or 5? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Can you touch on that experience for us a little bit and and share some things that you experienced uh, during that time of your life? Yeah, yeah. Um, I went through a period of time... um, where I just started, and this just happened sort of organically and naturally, where I just started to understand and know that there's something more beyond what we were experiencing on a day-to-day basis in the world of matter and physicality. And, you know, it was, it really came in more as a knowingness. So that knowingness sort of led me to some exploration and kind of reading a little bit about metaphysical and that kind of thing. And, and, sort of thinking and looking beyond the world of matter. Um, but, I, you know, and that was just about it at the time. But mm-hmm. I had this experience one night where um, I felt it was kind of an out-of-body experience, an astral experience where I felt like I was being um, pulled out of my body. My my etheric body was being pulled out. It was actually quite terrifying. <laughs> I can so, imagine. Yeah, it was. It was quite terrifying. And and so I don't know, you know, I, I suspect there was some manipulation or some form of uh, 
what I would call light body manipulation at the time. But whatever mm-hmm. the case was, when I when I awoke from that experience, my light body was activated. And I didn't know that at the time. Um, but it came in the form of just like lots of um, sensory experiences, psychic phenomenon, um, you know, uh, f- experiencing and feeling the chakras. And, uh-huh. and it, it felt like an energetic purging purification from the body where I was releasing and, and expending a lot of uh, energy and I could feel energy at the crown. Which I think that's known as the Bindu chakra um, uh-huh. releasing from there. Um, and it, and I light rays coming in through the crown and things like that. Um, lots of heat sensations, what's known as divine fever. Mm-hmm. And um, it was really confusing for me. And, you know, I felt intuitively knew it was a purification, but at the same time, it really generated a lot of fears within me because of the religious programming I had experienced yes. throughout my life. So, yeah, so I went through that. That was a dark night of the soul experience um, that really led me to the path of healing and wanting to know more and understand. So, yeah, that was it. <laughs> that was a big one. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. And from there, I think there's a few more years where you really didn't know who to contact or or how to really deal with it. Uh, So you didn't really put it on the back burner, but you were aware of it, but didn't really pursue it Mm -hmm. uh, until maybe two or three years later, I believe. Yeah. Okay. So, well, what happened was um, I, I experienced these um, light rays coming in through the crown. This is all a very um, um, empathic experience. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I was feeling it empathically, you know, um, clairsentience. And, and, yeah. and so um, there weren't a lot of teachers showing up at that time to help me through this experience. It was really like a lot like fumbling around in the dark. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'd go to, I'd go to bed at night and I could, exp- I would feel beings around me <laughs> yes. and I would be covering up my third eye as I went to sleep at night. Cause I could really feel them there uh-huh. and, um, like staring me in the face, <laughs> <laughs> you know, not necessarily seeing them, but I could feel them. And yeah. mm-hmm. so, um, what I did was I, I naturally found refuge within religion but always questioning religion. I, I even went so far as to even lead a Bible study and had a Bible study group, but it was, I would call it a very progressive, non-traditional um, Bible study group. Uh-huh. <laughs> because we often questioned topics or, or, you know, talked about different topics and some things I just couldn't, I was like, I always had a question mark on and I never said, Oh, I a hundred percent believe this is as, you know, truth. It's just one of those things that's, teaching and I really do believe the Bible has to be decoded and not it has literally to. right I believe because so it, it holds it holds pearls of wisdom that are based on Egyptian Coptic uh, teachings originally yeah a lot of that comes a lot of our our um, teachings about Jesus and New Testament come from those uh-huh those ancient stories but right. long story short um, metaphors also yeah yeah so I had to, I, it was so um, ungrounding for me mm-hmm. <laughs> I had to come to a place of stability within myself so that I could be here for my family, you know, so that I could, you know, I had, my kids were little at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I had, I, you know, I had my full-time teaching job. So um, every, after a few years, things did level out and come to 
more stability where I just was like, you know, I'm focusing on my life of being a mother uh-huh. and doing the best I can and, and just creating, you know, home and, you know, just committing to my life a hundred percent that this earthly existence. <laughs> right. And, yeah. So it wasn't, it wasn't till later on 2011, 2012 where things got ramped up again, where I went through more awakening experiences. Wow. mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So when did you begin your journey, say, to really dive into your self-love, going into your shadows, uh, the self-healing of any traumas, abandonment, childhood issues? When did that begin for you? Yeah, that all didn't really come up again till the 2011, 2012. So in 2011, I you know, kind of, again, started feeling that interest in, again, the metaphysical, you know, I was just naturally kind of drawing to it. And I really feel like when I walked through the 11, 11, 11 gateway, mm-hmm. that that was, that was a choice point for me where it was like, yep, I'm on board. Yeah. And so uh, then 2012 was a lot of upliftment in the beginning of the year. And I felt myself changing inside and, and really being drawn to more truths and more, um, expansion. And, mm-hmm. but what happened was life, uh, because again, there had to be more, um, a purification of the shadow and those kind and true healing, mm-hmm. then the life exploded. And, um, I went through a divorce at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, at the end of 2012, I hit my rock bottom. I ended up in, um, psychiatric care and, and that was due to, um, more experiences, um, psychic trauma in the unseen, like I had experienced in 2004. And I'm not going to get too much into the details of that, mm-hmm. but, but what it, um, but what it did was it, um, it sent me on the journey of true healing. And so, um, after my, my divorce, uh, in 2012, Oh, the psychiatric experience. Well, that was, um, what I would call like a, you know, uh, dark night of the soul or, you know, the shaman's death where you, you hit the rock bottom and you have no choice to surrender to, to healing. Mm -hmm. And that's what it did. And, and it, but so after that, I I stepped out on my own, you know, went through the divorce and um, had shared custody of of my kids. And what it did was it, uh, it helped me to um, start pilgrimaging. So um, at that time I stepped out on spiritual pilgrimage. I started going to different places on, on the earth, connecting with, with the earth, you know, for healing. So mm-hmm. like Mount Shasta, Sedona, Beautiful. Rica, <laughs> yes. you know, um, these, these places, um, these power places on the planet that, that were within my, my, my reach as far as my, uh, the resources I had available, yes. right? Uh-huh. Yeah. So, um, beautiful. Yeah. So that, those experience. And then I was taking, I started taking, um, healing classes, uh-huh. crystal healing classes, Reiki healing, um, you know, yoga, Ayurveda. I've, I've taken so many different, uh, modalities as all pouring into my cup and yes. Uh, yeah. And so how, what I, how I see this is that everything that I've done towards the path of self-healing um, 
has added value to my life and who I am. And that's what I feel like the self-love concept really is about. Mm. It's about putting value into your cup. Okay. So um, when I started out, when I look back in hindsight, before I had any of these experiences, these healing modalities, the pilgrimages, that kind of thing, um, just the inner work. Yeah. Before I had these, these experiences, I, I, I didn't understand my own value. Mm -hmm. So I made a conscious decision at that time. You know what? I'm going to learn everything I can and I'm going to do as much as I can um, to add value to myself. Uh huh. That's the pouring in of the self-love is, is inner value inner. So everything we do that, that is going to develop you and cultivate the, um, you know, the good, the virtues, the good virtues. virtues. Yeah. Yes. Uh, which is, you know, those are all adding to your value, but you know, virtues are, are more like, you know, the, the patience, the uh, uh-huh. passion, the, the discipline, the responsibility, yes. the, all those things, um, the kindness, the caring, right. you gotta give it, you gotta give it to yourself first. first. Too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then when you have it within yourself, you have so much more to give others. You know, it's, it feels Absolutely. natural. Absolutely. Fill your cup. Like you said, once we're full, then the overflow is what we can give to others. Mm-hmm. As long as we keep our cup, what clarity that has added to the self-love. It, mm-hmm. It's like it took us, you took us down this journey and finally came to that light of, of really clarification on self-love and what it really encompasses. Yes. Yes. So, um, you know, and then, you know, at that, when I got divorced, I kind of had this thing in my head, like, oh, I'm going to find a partner. I'm going to find mm-hmm. a new partner. I'm going to find you know, just the most amazing man I can find, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> what, an illu- what an illusion that was because I soon and very early on realized, no, that person is you. Yes. The person you seek is you're only looking for a mirror reflection or projecting on the qualities that you actually choose to embody body oh right it's all really we we all do that and we project both positive and negative qualities onto people people shadow and light yeah and they say we don't attract what we want we attract who we are yes right Mm -hmm. and because what you just said there's the wisdom right because i realized that i decided i would become the best person that i could be for myself Yes. You know, not doing it for anyone else, but really doing it for yourself. Right. Mm -hmm. Because then it just flows over like a fountain. Right. And I'm not saying I have attainment because life is a journey. No, it's ever evolving. It's always (laughs) evolving. And we have setbacks. We absolutely, Lord knows I have had (laughs) many setbacks. setbacks. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And, and, And those are to help propel us forward, you know, those set back, you know, kind of like a rubber band, pull it back to propel us to where we need to be. And, you know, we, we have to embrace the setbacks as well. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And, and those, those setbacks are there as the teaching. So we, we put yes, in there the in teachings. some weird respect mm-hmm. when we incarnate as, you know, soul contracts, the, contracts. we would experience these, these setbacks. Right. Um, you know, there is a little bit of interference and manipulation of our soul contracts, but 
Mm-hmm. The bottom basic line is that that we put we those there. We, we said, this is what I want to attain. Yes, absolutely. Lifetime, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. we know that those teachings are on the way. Yeah. <laughs> so this is both for men and women. Men and women. Men and women. A female call here. Yeah, this yes. embodies both male and female, masculine and feminine yes. energy, however you want to look at it. These are universal concepts that every human being that's incarnated into this realm has to experience. Yes, <laughs> you are the main course. Yes, oh, women, I love that. Men yeah. and women are just desserts. When you become the main course, course. Oh. right? That's delicious. Men and women are just desserts. So granted, I want dessert. <laughs> yes, yes, we all do. I like dessert. <laughs> and, and I'm hoping deserve it. I'm you know, my tiramisu will come along. But yes, <laughs> but the main course is where the meat and potatoes and all the sustenance and nutrients is. <laughs> Absolutely. So when we develop ourselves, when we pour into that cup of our own creating value. Yeah. And we then we can develop those um, those virtues, which eventually become siddhis, right? Yes. So yes. There's that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like one of the virtues, one of the I'm sorry, one of the um, I think they call it the gift in the gene keys is acceptance. Uh-huh. Acceptance. Yeah. Right? And then acceptance uh-huh. gives way to, um, the, you know, the universal love. Love. So that's uh-huh. we could look at the acceptance as a virtue, and the virtue eventually with soul development, growth, and healing. Yeah. There, yes. Yeah. We can't come into that without healing the shadow. Though. Our that shadows, is- it all starts within. It everything yes. points back to within ourselves. That's where it all begins. Yes. Absolutely. That's where the traumas are. You know. Yes. And um, we come in with these traumas from other lifetimes. Yes, we do. So without doing that work, we're going to receive a repetition of karmic patterns. Patterns over and over. Yes. Um, yeah. And so here we are doing the work, right? <laughs> yes, yes, definitely. Yes, and, so, and now you're able to help others, which is really great. I want you to touch a little bit on that as a holistic healer, mm-hmm. different ways that you've helped clients uh, yeah. or, or people that you love and your own, just not for your own self-elevation, but utilizing various spiritual tools to help others as well. Yeah. Well, you know, I have my, I have my holistic practice, which has been a part-time practice. I haven't been able to fully be a full-time practitioner due to my, my full-time career. So I, uh-huh. I have my, my clients through that practice. And then I have my students <laughs> <laughs> through the, not the clients, teaching. But they're, you know, they're but, still, yes. Yeah. yeah. And, um, <laughs> so through, through my holistic practice, you know, I feel like when people come to me, um, to, to, to that practice, I feel like what I'm doing is I'm giving them the courage and in- insight and the ability to move forward and mm-hmm. to take some personal responsibility for, for those shadow aspects. And, you know, you have people that come in very willing and, and open to, to the learning. Right. right. Um, and they're like ready to see like, what do the cards say? What do the, um, what does the astro chart say? Yeah, you know, and even stuff comes through the Reiki session. You know, like which chakras are 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 kind of or out of balance, or yeah, which are screaming the loudest, right? Which, yes. Um, mm-hmm. So there's lots of teachings that come through there that people can use, um, and so you know, it could be um, like you know, fertility issues. You know, I've had a couple, oh, a few wow. people come with fertility 
issues. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times what I find that people are just afraid because of past experiences um, of just moving forward, having a baby or bringing a baby into the world when they yeah. feel like the, the world just hasn't been a very nice place, you know, right. you know, that's one. And, and that and- can become a block to them uh, producing a child, you know, that down in the root and sacral chakra, all mm-hmm. the blockages down there. It's not that anything is necessarily, this has been like a, just a, a quick share in my experience as a Reiki healer. Yes. That right there is typically there's nothing wrong with the female in terms of the yes. uh, genitalia, the organs and Thank things you. of that nature. It's yep. more energetic. And once that's yep. released, they have the ability and capability to become pregnant. Absolutely. And that's exactly what happens. And I, that's, you know, out of, out of many of the issues that come up, that one is not, I don't want to say it's the easiest one to shift, but it really right. is a shift in just perspective a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as, as healers or facilitators, we don't do that work for anybody. We don't do any of this work for them. No, it's just no. helping provide the insights that they can see that they hold for themselves. They hold for themselves. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Hating. Yes. And, um, you know, like, uh, I, you know, I, I've had other people come to me like, you know, why am I not getting along with my boss? Like, why am I having these struggles with people? And mm-hmm. a lot of times when you dive in, you can see that there's the power struggles show up in the, um, the astro oh, chart, yes. you know? And so just having the self-awareness of being able to sort through, you know, why am I the way I am? And with uh-huh. awareness through a higher lens, looking at it from a bird's eye view, you can look down on the chart and go, oh, here's a pattern. And uh-huh. if I can see the pattern, then I can shift the pattern, you know, mm-hmm. and, and really when it comes up being aware and, and then we're, we could even get into like the programs that arise, right? Yes. There's a certain amount of programming that has to be deprogrammed. Programmed, unlearned. Mm-hmm. We can, yes, unlearned. And we can change our responses to life. So mm-hmm. if you respond to a certain situation in one way, well, maybe it's time to change that and sh- and start responding to it in a different way. Right. Um, it's it could be it sounds That's simple true. and it's but it's not that simple because you know we because we default right we always default and you see it when people are under stress like yes. if somebody's under stress they're going to go to their default pattern their survival uh-huh. survival mechanism and yes. I am not here to to judge people I, uh, when if people come to a healing session. I'm holding as the space of unconditional love as best I can as right. a facilitator, you know, uh-huh, uh-huh. because, you know, like we know when you start understanding about soul contracts and, you know, soul purpose, mission, why we came here, what, what is the purpose of this earth existence? Right. Then you can, then you can understand that like, there's no judgment. Right. When you look at the gene keys, your gene genetic keys are a little different than mine. Different your incarnation cross, like uh huh, everything. Yeah, you know, like my kids. Let me use my kids as an example. My daughter's incarnation cross is um, the cross of um, confrontation. Okay. My, daughter, my son's incarnation cross is the cross of the alpha. Okay. So he's here to to lead, and uh-huh. it has not been activated in him yet, but he's here to lead. Okay. okay. And whether he chooses to rise out of, you know, the shadow and move into the leadership role is up to him. Up to him. Mm-hmm. And with my daughter, it's the cross of confrontation. Mm-hmm. She's here 
She's here to come in and shake things up so that people can see what needs to change. Uh-huh. And, but whether she will learn. Is to she embracing that? Yeah. Um, no. Um, well, you know, <laughs> she's actually working through a lot of that, the, what I would call the shadow stuff right now. Uh-huh. And it is pushing her into a higher awareness um, yeah. of understanding, but she's not quite there yet it's like okay little... she's got time I know she's, she's got time yeah. she's only 20 <laughs> uh-huh I know I, I've seen her you know on social media yeah she's still got that pressure she's still mm-hmm. got the teen teen angst going on so going on. <laughs> yes and but but my demon just observing my kids has been great to, in understanding this so sure. um, it all it all has to be activated and so when you see that people come in with different purposes and missions Mm-hmm. You can have a lot of understanding and, and compassion and, and um, hold more unconditional love for them. Wow, a, a huge, broader perspective. Yeah, this yes. is a, a brilliant, magical human being that, you know, we're honored to facilitate them moving forward you know, in, their, in their personal elevation. And if we look at it that way, unconditionally, there is no judgment. There is and, no judgment. No, no, there isn't. When you have, when you have, that goes back to self-love too. You know, mm-hmm. when you have, when you have a lot of self-love or at least working towards it, you don't, um, you're less likely to judge people. Yeah. You know, you're less likely to attach expectations to them too, with, yeah. you know, and so you just allow people to, to be as they are. Now, that, that mm-hmm. doesn't mean that like, you know, you're not gonna, um, this I'm talking about in my healing sessions in personal mm-hmm. life. It's a little different, you know? Mm-hmm. doesn't mean you're not going to have, you know, situations arise with people. Right. We're all, we're all human. We're all human. Right. But in my, when I, when I do a healing session, I, I try to go into that space of, I am, we're, I'm a conduit for. Yes. Yeah, just a conduit. Yes. I'm not here to judge anybody. And mm-hmm. so, so I think when people come to, to the holistic practice, they come in with, with a lot of shadow. And, oh. and I think that I, that's one of what I can Work, help people work through mm-hmm. just by allowing them to see the lens of it, like through right. this divination work. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because, you know, you can get a Reiki session from someone, doesn't mean you're going to ship. We can, we can go to healers, get healing sessions, you know, to like really move, healer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, to really <laughs> move out the, um, the programs, you know, mm-hmm. to really move out the entities. We have to be able to work through these things. On a deeper and, level. Yes, absolutely. And be willing to allow ourselves, give ourselves permission to go there. Absolutely. Uh, yes. A lot of people don't want to go there. No. They're just, they're just not no, ready it's, it's to look. scary. They're not. It's too uncomfortable. And um, that's just one of the, the processes that we, in, in terms of our, our elevation, our evolution, is to face that discomfort. There's no other way but through. Yes. The way, I always say this, the way to the higher self is through the lower self. (laughs) Yes. Uh Uh-huh. That is so true. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Now we don't want to be, we don't want to always experience that. We want to move past it. We want to shift because I think we we need to be really careful to, when we're doing shadow work and things to not stay there too long. Yes. When we're, when we're looking at the untruths of the world or we're going into those places where, where we know that the facade reality is 
there's a fraud going on <laughs> you know uh-huh. we see the deception <laughs> and we see through it because with you know with those open eyes where we're mm-hmm. not spending too much time looking at it too where right. I think that it's kind of get stuck or spend a little too much time there you can't can, you can uh, spend too much time there yeah that fre- yes. it's a frequency it's a frequency, a frequency yes Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's not a vibration we're supposed to live in or dwell in. Nope. You look at it, you go, ah, yeah. And I spent many years uncovering those truths. I was, you know, for so many years, I didn't have too many people around me who were diving into the, the stuff. <laughs> I was like, right. am I the only one? Only and, then, one. <laughs> <laughs> and then later on, I was like, then all of a sudden people started seeing it. And I was like, yes. Yes, yeah. but hey, at that point, more people yeah. like me. <laughs> at that point, I was done with all the the posts and memes about how the, the, the ills of the world, world and stuff. It's like okay, I'm for okay. Over that. <laughs> Let me get yeah. out of low vibration. Yes. Yeah. No, and and there's there's the deep dive. So yeah, today is more today. We're talking more about you know this concept, but yes, this there concept. are occasions where where there will be deep dives right deep dive uh-huh. and so and, um, and diving when one dives the whole concept is to come back up <laughs> absolutely you come back up you go down into the depths and you go oh and then you come back up oh, and catch see. Breath, right <laughs> uh-huh come back up for breath okay <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's how I, I how i see it now i can dive deep into myself that. right uh-huh you oh know? yes we that's can go very deep yes yeah. and that's so that's dive in yourself see the ills of the world and know, oh, those ills exist because I have to dive a little deeper into myself. Deeper. Uh-huh, exactly. Let me find out where that's coming from. Exactly. Okay, well, this is here to teach me something. Yeah, we, yes. There's different questions we can ask ourselves. Well, what is this trying to teach me? What, what, what is this particular individual or this situation? What am I supposed to learn from this? What, what is this reflecting about myself? What, what aspect of my beingness resonates with this? You know, those questions instead of being, you know, acting or, or um, saying victimizing statements, we start asking those types of questions. Oh, good one. Yes, absolutely. What can I learn from this experience? Uh-huh. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Well, what has been, I would say, the practical things that we can implement, say, on a daily basis? To learn, I know that we, we you know, delve really deep uh, into some aspects of self-love, but just things kind of on the practical that we can do to improve our self-love, self-care, our self-esteem until we're able to work ourselves up to those deeper levels. Yeah. Okay. You know what? Um, what we should be doing on a daily basis is start with the body. The yes. Body, the body is your foundation for everything else. So, you know the work on your foundation. So mm-hmm. get, get healthy, you know, choose good high vibrational food, um, yeah. have a little sweet like once it. in a while because we need the sweetness in life. We need, we need uh-huh. the joy, right? We all need the little taste. taste. In Ayurveda, we talk about taste and uh-huh. the, the self-denial is a problem too. So making yeah. sure you're eating, eating a balance, you know, mm-hmm. um, I eat mostly plant-based. Stop denying yourself. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I eat mostly plant-based, but I also call myself flexitarian now because. Oh, it, I like it, that. Yeah. Because sometimes we, we need to go outside our own belief systems and mm-hmm. ingest what is the medicine that is made the medicine. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But, yeah. So just taking care of the body, you know, uh, 
exercise, fresh air, getting out of nature, exposure to the elements, mm-hmm. um, putting, you know, what if there needs to be cleanses or, yes. or, you know, Ayurvedic remedies or any remedies, you know, and just knowing what the body needs in terms uh-huh. of, uh, you know, the elements or does it need more water? Do you need more? Do you need to cut back on, on dairy? Do you need, whatever it is or yes. yoga, um, any exercise, stretching, you know, weight, weightlifting, weightlifting. <laughs> weightlifting. Yes. Uh-huh. Sports, whatever right. makes you happy, but working on the body first and foremost is the, f- the mm-hmm. first step. Um, and the physical have to work on that physical because if you're, you, you're going to have a hard time reaching into the spiritual aspect or the, you know, the, the emotional psychological stuff. If you're not happy in your body body, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I even noticed that as I began on my journey, my diet began to change. There's certain things I was never a bad eater, mm-hmm. but just certain things just started disagreeing with me. And yeah. at first I thought it was my imagination and, uh, and you know, my, my spirit said, no, you know, this, it's not your imagination. Your body is really changing. It does not want that mm-hmm. anymore, whatever that is, you know, it, it could be, you know, fried foods or, you know, yeah. whatever it is. <laughs> and yeah. all of a it just doesn't taste the same. And, you know, you start thinking, well, that, that's kind of weird. I've never had this happen, you know, yeah. and certain things just start not agreeing with your body. And that is yes. a physical change. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, and, and I like, you know, I go through bouts of like, or I'm juicing and I'm eating salads and I'm eating like really <laughs> healthy stuff. But then I get, I go, I'm like, you know what? I just need something that's going to make me happy right now. (laughs) Yes, I know. Uh, Yeah, me too. (laughs) It's not perfect. And I think we have to allow ourselves those moments. And, you know, I was really, I was really sick at the beginning of the year in January. Um, Uh And it was, it threw me, it really knocked me down. So I've just been allowing Mm -hmm. myself to just recover and just, Uh you know, eat what, what I, what I need just to get back into balance. balance. And then um, once I'm, once I'm stable in that, I'm getting ready to do a cleanse pretty soon, but yeah. So take care of the body. Just take yeah. Care take of care body. of the body. Mm-hmm. That's the first step. And little things, you know, massages or yes. getting nails and you yeah. just little things like that. A, a mani pedi. Exactly. Petty is my favorite. Thing. favorite. <laughs> That is my best friend. Okay. Hair days and nail days Hair. are the best. <laughs> exactly. And and men as well. You know, there there's men who get manicures and that take mm-hmm. care of themselves. And yeah. You know. yeah, get a massage. Get a you massage, know. yes, a men's day. Yeah, really, really be in your body, you know, and yes. cherish it and and you know, all of it. <laughs> yes, so, and that and that will lay the foundation for to go a little deeper. Yes, absolutely. We have to take care of that first. So, right. Yeah. Well, great, Michelle. Well, well, any future plans or projects coming up that you'd like to share with us? <laughs> well, since we're getting very <laughs> sick at the beginning of the year, um, you know, like everybody's been getting sick right now, right? Right, um, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I, um, I it felt like it wiped my slate clean as far as like, okay, I don't really know what I'm doing next, but no, I do. Uh-huh. No, that's okay. And that it's all instinctive sometimes. <laughs> some I'm, I'm moving towards is I'm considering maybe um, authoring another book. I haven't, haven't put anything down yet, but Ooh. My, my students have given me a, the, like the children's book. Cause my, um, uh-huh. 
my students have been giving me so many ideas and inspiration of what they think the second magic book should be like, you know, a animal, <laughs> yeah, animal magic two or some other version of, of the, uh, the magic idea. The They've been giving me so many ideas and they're asking for plushies. They keep saying, you should make plushies. plushies. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, there you go. Yes. Yeah, they absolutely love the little plushies and, and the characters in the story would make the best plushies. I know they would, but, um, Mm-hmm. So I, I might venture into into that territory. Um, yeah, I always intended that this animal magic would be some sort of a a program or some kind I of a, totally a see that. teaching program that that I would share with yes. students. And I haven't quite really got into the development of it because just time constraints and just my overall busyness of my life and responsibilities yes. that I just uh, kind of. I started it and then I kind of like just been dabbling in it, but mm-hmm. I definitely see it as being, as being that. So I, I might dive into that this year. You know, I, I say might, cause I really just flow with what feels right. At yes. The time, at the time. What life is bringing me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I might, sometimes I just get these, um, bursts of energy or inspiration and I just yes. kind of go for it. <laughs> uh-huh. I, and I those are those are great as well. It's like yeah. boom, an idea and we have to embrace it. We can't just yeah. let it go and oh that was a good idea and let it go. That's not what it showed up for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I see that as being on the table. Um mm-hmm. you know in my holistic practice I've really pulled back because I've been in the self-care mode. Um, because, you know, we can't always be pouring out into other people's, we can't always be pouring out. Um, if you don't have it, you got to pull back. Yes. You got to pull back and you don't do any good. There's no martyrs here. (laughs) No, no. The the depletion Mm -hmm. is, is a real thing. No. And we have to keep our cup full as you say. But, but that's something that's always going to be there. And in my mind, I already know that I'm going to up-level it um, uh-huh. at some point when spirit calls me to up-level in the holistic practice. Yes. I will, I will oh. whether it's taking a new um, coursework or whether it comes in organically as an inspiration. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I will take that into my retirement. So in the next five years I'm going to be planning my retirement I don't know if it'll be sooner or later I feel like right okay. now I need to stay where I am but yes um, yes for I sure have that practice there and my plan is to definitely that's what I'm going to be doing uh-huh um, once, wow. once I retire from teaching <laughs> uh-huh um, to just flow into that and yeah wow that that it's is evolved. beautiful I know that that would go a long way I, I know it will yeah, yeah. And, and I think that like, right now, I'm just being guided to do this. <laughs> uh-huh. And then this will come later. And um, you'll know, you'll know. And, and, and just I'm really, like, um, just all of my experiences have led to me being really present. And, you know, mm-hmm. staying pretty grounded and, and um, doing the work. Like the work and that that comes from that fulfillment like you said doing the work we're not anticipating there's no void i think that 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 anxiety is stemming from voids and and when we yeah. fill fill ourselves up that allows us to live in the moment yeah exactly we're we're the boots on the ground <laughs> yes yeah, we're the boots, boots on the ground, on the ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
you know, and if I'm, if I'm called into higher realms than I, than I am, but right now life has, mm-hmm. has really presented me to be the boots on the ground. And uh-huh. so um, sometimes it, it gets a little, sometimes I get a little frustrated by it, but mm-hmm. then I just come back and go, you know what, just keep, do- keep doing it. Just keep doing it. <laughs> wow. Just keep doing wow. It. You'll know, you'll know when it's time to shift directions or go another way. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is what I got to do. <laughs> yeah, this is what I've got to do for now. And mm-hmm. yep. And the future will, will take care of itself. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Living in the now. Yeah. And thank goodness for my students. Cause they really do give me a lot of, a lot of love and a lot of it encouragement. Like it. <laughs> yes. It sounds like it. And thank you know, you. those are, those are signs and, and angels speaking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, they are. They are so sweet. They're like, I mean, yesterday we had, we do, I do this thing in my classroom called the uh, heart share circle where it's like passing around the talking stick, you know? Uh-huh. Oh can, yes. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and sometimes some, the things that come out of their mouths during those sessions are so sweet and unexpected. Uh-huh. You know? And they really, yesterday during our circle, they really filled up my love bucket, you know? <laughs> <It was really laughs> sweet. I'm yeah. sure. Like, oh my God, that is so adorable. You yeah, know, yeah. the yeah. things that they say. <laughs> Thank goodness for that. It makes all the labors of love worthwhile, right? Uh-huh. Yes. Yes. You were sharing that. It just, you know, makes everything else go away. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they keep me going. <laughs> yes, for sure. Well, that's, that's beautiful. And you know, we appreciate everything that you've shared today um, on your personal journey, with your career, things that you have learned on your way. It's just um, invaluable. And I'm yes. sure that it will help many and enlighten many people today. Do you have any enlightening or inspirational words that you would like to share with our listeners today? Well, just keep going. Mm-hmm. Keep <laughs> you know, going. Just keep going. Mm-hmm. Don't give up because um, these are challenging times we are in. And mm-hmm. there is a reason for this, um, you know, these challenging times that we're in. We are going through a process of, of, of purging and purification on an individual and collective level. Uh-huh. And, you know, we, we have to see the bigger picture behind all our experiences mm-hmm. so keep going don't don't give up this, don't is, give this up. is part of our soul growth soul development um and I, when i say that i'm actually giving myself a pep talk you know uh-huh. yes we we do when we share with others we're encouraging ourselves yeah because you know the the bout of illness i had really like oh it really knocked me down and i i really have been pep talking myself so really so it's, okay it's, it's fresh it's fresh on my mind right now and so keep going mm-hmm. you know, we need to keep going and Take- and that's enough said yes <laughs> yeah Keep going. Yeah. So if Michelle, anyone wanted to reach you with regard to what we've discussed today, maybe they're really led to speak to you on a more personal level about something that they're dealing with, anything of that nature. How are you able to be contacted? Yeah, I can be contacted at my email, uh, michellelightbearer at gmail.com. Okay, Michelle Lightbear at gmail.com. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. And okay. I also have, you know, um, Animal Magic Book and Sacred Earth 111 on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. I have all of those 
Uh-huh. Um, I have a website too called uh, michellekernylopez.com. Okay. Oh, okay. michellekernylopez.com. Wonderful. And all of this information will be down in the comments on mm-hmm. Facebook. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we'll make sure that, that all this information gets out to our listeners today. If you would like to contact Michelle, then feel free to do so. And we will have all of her contact information in the comments, but yes, thank you so much, Michelle, for being with us today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you're and welcome. I love, I love chatting with you today. Thank well, you so much for yes. having me on. Absolutely. And, and continue to do your wonderful work with the children. As they say, they are our future. Mm-hmm. And the more that gets on board with these natural ways of yoga and different mainstream ways uh, for children to get to know themselves and to go within, that is really where it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Everybody go within. (laughs) Yes. Everyone goes within. Yes. And for our children, especially to learn those types of concepts at such a, such a tender age is making, you're really putting a mark on the map with that. No, I I certainly hope so. Yeah. It's, we really need to teach our kids these skills um, to be able to deal with life's challenges for sure. Yes. Meditation, yoga, I mean, in in classrooms, there's no better combination. Yeah, absolutely. It's the bridging of heart and mind. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh, it really is. Yes, we have to learn as adults. You know, they're learning now. (laughs) Yes, yes. You know, and like previous generations, they had more rigid upbringings. And yeah, so there wasn't the teaching of this of these concepts. The the new little souls coming onto the planet, they're mm-hmm. not like other souls in the past. You have to remember we have, you know, different waves and generations of souls and volunteers that come from um, yeah. of the universe. Yeah. So these these newer ones, they're more pure, less karma, and mm-hmm. they need a different world. They need world. something different. Exactly. They're more elevated. They're more elevated. They're not born into the third dimension. They're born into the fourth and higher. So yeah, they are. Oh my gosh. That just gave me chills. Yes. Yeah. So true. Yeah. Yeah. We need to to give them with, you know, we need to give them these things that they need. So right. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Yes, I know we could get into that. Yes. Our future. Well, thank you so much, Michelle, again, for being with us today. And um, yeah, definitely. If you have any questions or if you think Michelle can, can help you in any way, reach out to her and thank you all of the listeners again for joining me on another podcast, a delicious dose of well-being. As you know, we are always here to elevate and to exceed our wellness and well-being and the wellness of others as well. That's what the show is all about. And I'm glad that we were able to take on this perspective on love today, not so much traditional, but to really dive into self-love. And I'm hoping that everyone that listened today received something personal from what Michelle shared and uh, have a wonderful weekend, whatever you des- decide to do, if it's for yourself, by yourself, or with a significant other, make it great, make it love, joy, and peace. And namaste, everyone, for now. Bye-bye. Bye for now.